0: Welcome to another episode of Quietly Queen with yours truly. It is approximately 6.04 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so wherever you are in the world, thank you so much for tuning in. As you can already tell, on tonight's episode, I have a special guest that will be joining me by the name of Amira Alvarez, CEO and founder of The Unstoppable Woman. She will be sharing her expertise on success, business, entrepreneurship, and some key strategies to obtain that. So welcome and thank you so much for joining me. I'm excited
1: to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, no problem. And if you want to go ahead and start off by sharing um, some background information on your brand, your expertise, and whatever else that you'd like to share.
1: Absolutely. So... I am the founder and the CEO of a company called The Unstoppable Woman, and this is a global coaching company, but we work very intimately with women entrepreneurs and business owners primarily. Occasionally, we'll work with someone who is in the corporate world who really wants to either create their own business or wants to really move up very quickly in in their career within their their. Uh, job, and even occasionally a few men behind the scenes. <laughs> the, 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 the concept here is that we all have invisible barriers that stop us from excelling and really succeeding in the areas that we want to succeed in. I primarily help people really have the, the income and business success that they want. But once we do that, and really more appropriately, more accurately, In the process of doing that, we we touch on all aspects of their life because the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So if you need to change something in order to have financial success, business success, achieve your goals in that arena faster, it's probably affecting other areas of your life. So we take a really holistic look at what's stopping you and help you break through so that you don't keep hitting those invisible barriers that stop most people from really achieving the potential that they know that they're capable of.
0: Right. I get that. And we all know that many are striving for the epitome of success uh, please explain what you deem to be what you consider the laws of
1: success. The laws of success. Oh, this is a really good, good, good thing to be talking about. So these <laughs> are universal laws. They work whether you know about them, whether you understand them. They're like the law of gravity. What you you might not be able to explain what gravity is or how it works, but you know that it works. You know that if you knock your glass over off the table it's going to fall to the ground you know what gravity is it works whether you understand it these are the laws of success they are they work whether you understand them or not and they help you once you do understand them the, the brilliant thing is that you can learn them they're what governs whether you will be successful in life or not and i just a little caveat there Success is defined differently by by different people, but to me, I'm going to use Earl Nightingale's definition of it, which is the pursuit of a worthy ideal that you keep going after what you want, and it's a continuous pursuit of that and a continuous um, achievement of it. The, the The goalposts might change; you might have more and more things that you're going after, so for some of you, it's going to be financial success, but some of it, it's going to be success in your relationships or in your art or, or, uh, your fitness or your health. So success right. can mean a lot of different things.
0: Exactly. And oftentimes, um, the physical and the financial aspects of success are analyzed, but how can one prepare for the mental aspects
1: of it? Oh, so of success is mental. 20% is what you have to, the actual tangible actions that you have to take. Now that doesn't diminish that you have to take those actions. If you don't take those actions, you're not going to actually achieve what you want. You're just going to be thinking about it. But if you don't have the right mindset, you are going to be constantly missing opportunities. Let me give you an example. If you think that most people, like, let's say you're, you're, you're looking for a solution to your problem Mm -hmm. and someone has the solution for you, but it comes with a price tag. You have to invest, you have to buy their product or their service, but you think you are brought up with a belief that you don't have enough money. There's a limited supply of money. You're going to run out of money. Um, anyone who's selling you something is trying to cheat you, right? There are all these beliefs that people, you know, maybe some of those land for you. Maybe you have other ones, but beliefs that come into play that inform how you look at that opportunity. And then you say something like, Oh, that's too much. Or I could never possibly spend money on that. And you dismiss the solution Well, you've just gotten stuck. You had a solution to your problem. But you thought it's not okay to spend money on it to to solve sure. that problem. And then you stay at the same level and you never move ahead. And this this happens with many things, whether it's money or time or opportunities to 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 do something. Lots of times people will say, I can't do that. I have to do X, Y, and Z first.
0: Very true.
1: Right? Right.
0: Okay, so that leads to my next question, Um, recognizing self-sabotaging behaviors. How best can one handle um, when they recognize, um, first, how to recognize those types of behaviors and how to
1: counter them? So the best thing that you can do is look at your results. Take a really honest look at them. Are you getting the results that you want? Not the rose-colored glasses that says that say, I'm so grateful for the life I have. You want to be grateful for everything that you have, right? We live in an amazing time. We have amazing lives. There's so much to be grateful for. But you also want to look at, if you're saying you want you know, to get that raise, that you want to make that money, that you want to let go of that weight, whatever it is, and you're not getting those results, you have to be honest about that with yourself. And if you say to yourself, for instance, if one of your goals is I want to, uh, let go of, uh, 20 pounds and you keep making that commitment to yourself, but then you keep eating Twinkies, right? Okay. <laughs> That's a result. You have to look, okay, I'm getting that result. That means that there is a self-sabotaging behavior and you then have to do the investigation to find out, well, what is the belief that I'm holding? What is the -hmm. the identity that I have? What is the self image that I have that is driving me towards taking these actions that consciously I don't want to take, but subconsciously I'm being driven to take. True.
0: And on that note, I do want to follow up really quickly on, um, your term about blind spots how does that affect one professionally
1: great question so a blind spot is something by definition you can't see for yourself it's a it's you're blind to it, it, it it's a, a a big there's a technical term for it it's called a scotoma it's it's something you can't see in your behavior in your belief structure in how you're showing up it's not okay. it's not in your awareness So let's say you, let's use that money example that I gave to you earlier. Again, let's say you, you see yourself as unstoppable. You're going to go for it. You're driven. You're ambitious. Um, You might be an introvert. You might be an extrovert. That doesn't matter, but you're like, you're committed, right? But Mm -hmm. then you are offered a solution, but you don't want to pay for it. But you think that's the right thing to do. You think, man, I have to DIY everything. I have to bootstrap everything. And let me take right. a little pause there. There's a place for DIYing things. There's a place for bootstrapping. There's, there's a time and a place for that effort and personal responsibility and hard work is part of Absolutely. the equation. But using that previous example, if you if you automatically say that's too much, that's a blind spot. Where did you learn that? You know, most of the people, all of the people, not most of the people, all of the people who make really significant money know that they have to leverage other people's expertise. But that doesn't mean that they don't pay for it. They pay their team. They pay their employees. They pay contractors. Right. And if you think it's not worth paying to have a problem solved, you don't understand how to leverage. Okay, you'll never make money. That's a blind spot.
0: Okay, good. Good example. Um, also, I wanted to ask personally about um, imposter syndrome. Could you explain um, from your perspective what that entails and how to deal with that on a personal and a professional level?
1: Absolutely. So imposter syndrome is this idea that we are putting ourselves out, th- out there selling our product or service maybe being an expert or a leader in this world and we're out there in this world saying all these things but inside we don't feel like we have our act together we don't feel good enough we don't feel like we're really that and it comes up in uh, careers if you're applying for a new job it often comes up where you look at the job description and you that you could do 70% of it, but the 30% you're not, you don't have expertise in because you haven't done it yet, but you want to put yourself out there, but then you think, ah, oh, but I haven't done that. Am I lying about that? Am I, am I, uh, you know, faking it and, right. and, and that happens in business as as well. And the thing is that you're never going to have, the experience of doing something until you have the experience to do it there's always a first time for everyone and so you have to you must 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 you know pull up your bootstraps build your confidence and say you don't want to lie lie and say you've done it when you haven't i've seen that happen it doesn't work do not do not put yourself out there (laughs) that way but you can say I have these transferable skills. I know how to do this, this, and this. I think it's transferable exactly. in this way. And you can own your your confidence there.
0: Ooh, that was a good explanation of that. And thank you so much. And for a lot of people who deal with change in like the professional um, aspect of life, I know that that can be challenging. Uh, do you utilize any go-to methods when it comes to life adjustment?
1: Well, I have an interesting answer for that one. I, I'd be interested in your take on my answer. So, okay. So I use, and I teach my clients this, quick decisions, make quick decisions. Don't overanalyze because that's where we get into analysis paralysis. We go into doubting ourselves. We, we open up this gap, this this space for doubt to come in. And that's like the gateway drug to like, anxiety and fear and like just paralysis and True. life is about growth and growth requires change. So you have to get good with change. And in order to do that, you have to get good with saying yes to it quickly and just being a quick desire. Yes, I'm going to do that. Yes. I'm going to do that before your subconscious mind can say, Oh no, 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 no. That's too scary. Okay. Right. You've already taken the action. And then you're like, Okay. Well, I'm in it. Let's 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 make the best of it. Let's let's do it, and then you rise to the occasion.
0: Gotcha. I agree with that. Um, I'm a firm believer in if it scares you, do it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just do it, and even if you are not great at it or whatever the outcome may be, it may not be favorable, or it may be. So at least you tried, and. You can be proud of that, you know, no matter what. So I'm always the optimist in that regard. So I always believe to try. And if you don't succeed, try again.
1: So. Yeah, absolutely. You, you can't <laughs> fail unless you quit, right? Exactly. Or if you don't try. Correct.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> um, and now if you could only use just one word to describe leadership, what word would you use and why?
1: Oh, I got three words. Can I give you three? (laughs) I'm not not playing by the rules. The three that came came to me were impact, influence, and respect. And impact is you want to impact other people's lives for the better. Being a good leader, being in leadership is really about helping others. It's about helping others have more life, a better life. So it's really about impacting influence in order to impact people you have to influence them you have to help them understand why following you in 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 what you're proposing to do right. is a is a good thing and you need to have influence for that and then respect is of utmost importance you have to in order to be a good leader you have to respect the people that you're leading Otherwise, they won't respect you. Yeah, you agree? Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Definitely.
0: Okay, those are good good word choices. Now, I want to skip around a little bit and go back to um, a term that you used called shiny object syndrome. How does that show up in our lives and how to deal with that effectively?
1: Shiny object syndrome is a big one. So that is this idea that you run after every bright shiny object that comes across your path and and it can be very destructive to focus and to finishing the things that you're starting and it causes people to change course multiple times and never actually get traction on what goal they're going after So, And and, and it's kind of tricky because sometimes you get a divine download, you get a a brilliant new idea, and you want to follow that because it's Mm -hmm. actually the direction that you need to go in. It is a course correction that is worthy of pursuing. But if you follow too many of those too quickly, Mm -hmm. or you're doing it out of fear so you think oh my god she has the answer over here i need to do this or this thing that you see on facebook i need to do that or this thing that you see on instagram i need to do that right or my friend over here said i need to start this and i'm gonna go do that If and and it's like a fear of missing out anything that's anything that's fear driven you gotta ignore okay you just have to you have to ignore and And follow the divine downloads unless you're you're getting too many of them and then you have to pick and choose.
0: Decide which one is the most important. Gotcha. Correct. All right. Very true and very good. And um, what about the introvert? Um, We know that they are always as social savvy um, as others. How can they, like, does that really affect the person that's pursuing a certain type of um, business or success acumen, and like, what could they do about that to open up or to like, what type of tips for an introvert? Um, yeah, can be
1: I'm so I'm so glad you're asking that. I'm not an introvert. I'm I'm a I think they call it ambivert, where you're Amni-bird, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I I clearly have some extrovert energy, and I get energy in talking to people but i also need my quiet time and i yes. prefer one-on-one conversations so um the the advice that i have for introverts is to to have those one-on-one conversations don't okay. don't feel like you have to be um the life of the party or going out all the time um you can do so much in this day and age through one-on-one conversations, even digitally. So, um, conversations on social media that are, you know, in your private messaging um, apps and things like that. I I really built quite a successful business not being so far out there in the world now I am now I'm on podcasts and I speak on stages and I do all sorts of things like that okay. put on events but in the beginning aspect of my my business I really did it one-on-one through personal individual conversations and it's incredibly impactful and and it's and it's actually the way I coach people who are just starting out to, to really scale their business because you can do it actually much more rapidly than in a one-to-many way where you're having to, to do a, a lot of um, you know advertising and, and bigger marketing initiatives right. that, that take a lot of time and energy. You can have an impact quite uh, immediately with one-on-one conversations.
0: So that'll be more helpful um, in finding the target audience then, or demographic.
1: Absolutely. The more one-on-one conversations you have with people, the more you get to know who you resonate with, who resonates with you. And And then you can start speaking on social media and in other places. You'll have the language for it so much better. And social media is a great place for introverts, right? You can sit behind your your computer and write a great post and, and be in the, the comfort of your own home. So that's a, that's a really great thing too. Exactly.
0: Um, do you have any other tips or insight that you think the listeners could benefit from learning?
1: Yes. So I'd like to go back to these laws of success. Okay. The, learning these laws is what allowed me to go from I'd already been fairly successful in my business first year in business I made 30k second year I made 90k third year I made 138 I was making some big leaps but I didn't know how I was doing it it all felt very random and the year that I really learned these laws I went from making 138 to 700k in one year and it changed everything for me because I finally understood how this universe that we live in works. It was like the, the, the key to the kingdom, if you will. And, okay. and so I, I would just encourage people to either learn it from me or learn it from someone else, but really um, d- dive into that. It's, it's going to help you make the mystery of why... Some things work out and some things don't work out. um, Well, make that less of a mystery for you. And so that you can actually work according to the law of cause and effect. So yeah, that's what I would give people.
0: All right. Well, excellent. Well, if that is all that you have on your end, I highly appreciate you for joining me this evening and sharing all of that valuable information uh, where can listeners find you on social media and your personal contacts?
1: Absolutely. So on social media, you can find me under The Unstoppable Woman. We're on all the channels. Facebook is my main gig, but we're also on Instagram and Twitter and all that and LinkedIn. Um, the best way to access, if you want to access mindset information, we have a morning mindset club that's free. I highly suggest it. We have a podcast where I do a ton of teaching, and if you're interested in the laws, you definitely want to check check that out, and you can find both of those on our website, which is theunstoppablewoman.com slash free stuff, so if you go to the free stuff page, you'll find our podcast, you'll find the Morning Mindset Club, you'll find a ton of downloads and resources for, for people who really want to achieve their goals faster than they ever thought possible. Oh, okay, that is so awesome.
0: Well, that then concludes this episode of Quietly Queen with yours truly and guest Amira Alvarez. It was a pleasure speaking with you, and I look forward to checking out some more of your information and connecting
1: further in the future. I would love that. Thank you so much for having me on. Awesome, and you have a wonderful evening. Yeah, you too. Take care. Bye.